Hello Taurus friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Taurus September 2023 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. This is for you if Taurus is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Taurus placement you're listening for. What I'm going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late degree Taurus friend, so birthdays May 15th or so through the rest of the sign, or you have a Taurus degree placement 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Gemini report as you very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. I'm calling the theme of this period of time, a lifetime of karma released, and we will go into the details as to why, plus touch on other factors that will be affecting the astrological weather in general and for you as a Taurus. We are back in the month that I'm having the chart on the screen. So if you're listening to the podcast version and you want to see the visual, go to Annie Botticelli. Um, and look for Taurus September 2023. If you don't want to see the visual, you can either scroll up on YouTube so that you don't see it and you still hear me, or you can find me, Annie Botticelli Astro Kisses, to find the podcast version. All right, so there are so many more, we'll say, superficial things to talk about that are factors that make up this month, but there's some really, really, really big stuff going on for Taurus in this period of time. So it's going to be hard for me to, to talk about those smaller things without first just getting out of the way these big dogs. And then we can go back and touch on some other layers. Okay, so this is September, but we have two eclipses in October, and the eclipse season starts four to six weeks before the actual eclipses. So the timeline for radical change, especially for Taurus, since we have been working on this Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle since the end of 2021, there's going to be a very, very, very dramatic wrap up to the storylines that have been occurring for you over the last two years. And September is going to be very full of things happening. So if we wait till October to talk about this, we're completely missing the boat because you will be having things happen even in August uh, and definitely September where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is big. What's happening? And you're probably not going to hear about it much in September reports because nobody's going to be talking about that for September if they even talk about it in October. So I'm going to make sure that you're prepared because these changes are going to be happening. So October 28th, we've got the full moon eclipse at five degrees of Taurus. That's in your sign. And everyone in the Zodiac can have amazing things happen or challenging things or intense things from this and these eclipses. But the Taurus placements and the Scorpio placements are really have really been under the microscope. Um, and some of you really going through the ringer. Now, all of the Taurus placements will be affected by this, but the closer you are to five degrees, so that's basically going to be April born, you know, in like 26, 27, 28, 29th, but really all the April born until like around May 1st, you all are really getting targeted for this. But those of you not in this spectrum, definitely listen up because you're, you know, the early degrees are not going to be the only ones experiencing changes, especially if you have another Taurus placement um, within these degrees, which you may. Okay. So what are the kind of things that happen? Life changing endings, radical new beginnings, trajectory shifts, you know, like I said, very major conclusions to storylines that have begun. So one of the things that can happen is a lifetime of karma can be released. When we're looking at the nodes of the moon, which is what the eclipses follow, these eclipses go on the ecliptic 
Okay, so right now you can see the eclipses are technically in Aries and Libra because as of um, April, we started the new eclipse cycle. Well, it actually started before then. But we've woven in the new eclipse storylines of Aries and Libra. We'll be working with those for a couple of years. But at the same time, we just shifted out of these um, north and south node transit transiting placements being in Scorpio and Taurus. And this is like the after effects, the carryover and the conclusion, okay? So the south node energy has to do with your karma, for better or worse. So when we say a lifetime of karma can be released, it could be positive karma, where, you know, things that you've done throughout your life, even if you believe in past lives, this could come into play. If you believe that we only have one life, this can still be completely relevant. If you believe that our genetics, that we have karma from what our ancestors experienced, this is all of that. So this, this eclipse, this conclusion of this eclipse can actually release a massive amount of amazing karma. It can burn off a massive amount of difficult karma. And either way, it can leave you much more cleared and centered and relieved. Not to say that all the things that as they go on are going to be great or easy, but there is some kind of karmic windup happening here. And this is a very, very big deal. And you will notice it. And it can happen in any level, but it's going to be very much happening in your um, space of your individual sufficiency, your other people's money, your shared money, you know, a lot of having to do with you and your resources and other people and their resources and the merging and the swapping around of those, you know, arenas. I could talk all day about this, but I won't. We have other things to cover. But if you want to understand more about this, um, go to Annie Botticelli, my um, homepage on YouTube. Make sure you're in my page and not just have searched for me and then see my stuff there because you won't see the playlist listed unless you like get into my actual channel. So look for the Eclipse playlist and then look for Eclipses in Taurus or Second House, it will say. Okay, and then look for Eclipses. And if you want to get more layers into this, look for Eclipses in Aries because for Taurus, that's the first house that it's going to be in. Okay, so you can get, get that house info. Now, if you want to also better understand this um, October 14th new moon eclipse in Libra at 21 degrees, you can look for eclipses in Libra. And then you can also look for eclipses in Virgo because that's the house or the sixth house because that's the house that that eclipse is going to happen for you. So between those four videos, you'll have a really good idea of the potentials of this eclipse season. And like I said, September is going to be just as hot for information and news and trajectory shifts as October will be. So part of August, all of September, all of October, all of November is covered uh, in this eclipse energy. And that is the eclipse season. So expect it to be quite a doozy. If you haven't already signed up for my secret star portal at AnnieBAstrology.com, I suggest that you look into that because along with, there's over a year of archives and, and more coming every month, but one of the sections is called how to deal with tough astrological transits. And I've got a whole section on ways that you can make these transits that are really intense, much easier. Get the lessons, get through them and keep your center. Okay. And those links are also in the notes underneath the video or podcast. Okay, so now while we're on the topic of just radical karma being released, Let's just go and talk about some more of these very big major transits because 
Um, we have a lot of other lighter things to talk about, but while we're just getting in there, let's just, let's just talk about these. So Pluto has ducked back into Capricorn, but you know, as of recently, it will never be far enough away from the energy of Aquarius to be acting there. And for Taurus, the energy of Aquarius is on the 10th house cusp, which is your career, your place out in the world, your work, your employment, your relationships with father figures, father, or you as a father figure or father. Um, and, and Pluto is, you know, very much associated with karma. So Pluto is moving through here and I've told you this before, but for those of you who are new or if you forgot, I've recently, cause I have Aries rising. So I'm ahead of the transits, all of these long-term transits, i go through them first and then you go through them. So when I describe a transit along like a, one of these outer planet transits to you, not only do I know them from 20 years of professional astrology, but I also know them from having just gone through them myself. So I have a lot of insights. Okay. So Pluto is here in your 10th house saying grow or die. And, you know, in some energies of Pluto, it's literal death that we're talking about. You know, we do see the types of changes coming with Pluto having to do with um, literal death. But a lot of the time, it's figurative. You know, it's like a business is dying, a way of a business is dying, a way of, you know, what you're focusing on for your work. There's something going on here that if you don't grow, then whatever you've created is going to go away. And you're going to be pushed, like I've been since Pluto was in Capricorn, you know, 2008, I've been pushed in my work sector. If I wouldn't have had Pluto there and knowing the lesson of grow or die, I probably would have never put forth the effort to start and maintain my YouTube channel, which, you know, my work has really expanded very dramatically and created amazing opportunities for me and kind of set me up for a really a tremendous amount of awesome experiences as I help people, which was the intention to begin with. So you are set up here. You will have the pressure to grow or die. And this, okay, at the same time, can release karma. Because the effort that you put forth to show up for these opportunities are going to release positive karma in the form of the experience that you get from doing the work and can also release belief systems that were keeping you stuck. Okay, so this is going on. Now, when something big happens at the fourth house cusp, it opposes, I mean, the 10th house cusp, it opposes the fourth house cusp. So that puts people who have outer planet transits on these cusps at a crossroads. So you are at a crossroads, not only because of this two year eclipse cycle that you've been really working through, but also because Pluto is sitting on this cusp for you. So things involving mother and mothers and family of origin and ancestors, things involving your work in the world, whether you make money from it or not. You know, sometimes someone's work in the world, they don't earn money from it. When I started doing this channel, I wasn't making money. I did it because I knew I was supposed to do it and all the signs pointed towards it. Now it has evolved into an intricate part of my business and my work. However, that wasn't the intention of it originally. And you may find that things involving this change or this, this um, experience doesn't always involve how you earn money. It involves something you're supposed to be doing. It's like life purpose stuff. And it has to do with your place at home, your place, your inner world, your outer world. You know, it's a very, 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 very big time for Tauruses. Okay, so now that we've talked about a lot of that heavy heavier stuff, we can kind of just breeze through some of the lighter things that will absolutely be affecting you, but aren't as much as of like lifetime changing and karmic releasing of lifetime things. So I'll just go in order here. 
Something else very notable is that Jupiter is moving through your sign. Okay, so as we said, we see more and more layers of Taurus um, uh, intensity. In May, Jupiter got into Taurus. It's there from May 2023 through May 2024, giving you an opportunity for massive expansion of your image, of how you walk in the world, of your purpose, of healing your body, your physical body, healing your past, and really stepping into your very prominent um, aligned future. Jupiter is going to go retrograde on September 4th. Jupiter rules big visions, like your big dreams, your bigger picture, where you're standing on a mountain and kind of looking at everything from a broader perspective. So some of those things you might notice start to turn around as September begins. And some things that were really hot for a few months, you know, since May, might start to lose steam. If that happens, don't worry. That's Jupiter making sure to solidify your um, foundation so that you can build a taller skyscraper. So the taller you want to go or the bigger you want to expand, the deeper you need to, to dig and build that foundation. And if Jupiter is just always direct, expanding, 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 that's not sustainable. And it just like, you know, pops the bubble. So... Jupiter in retrograde helps you to get back in touch with, you know, are the things that are happening in line with where you want to be? Do you need to course correct? Do you need to do some details, more mundane details closer to you and then go back and fine tune the bigger dream? These kind of things. So you'll notice this from, you know, September. Sometimes you feel it early, earlier before that. Sensitive people will. And it goes through the end of the year. December 31st is when it goes direct. So this is a time that you can rest on some laurels. You know, I mean, Pluto's saying grow or die in certain arenas, but there are certain things you just be able to, you can chill with. And reading those things is going to result in you having a much easier experience. So at the same time as Jupiter's going retrograde, Venus and Mercury are going direct. So September 3rd, Mercury or Venus goes direct. It had been retrograde since July 22nd or 23rd, depending on your time zone. And so from September 3rd to October 7th is the process of Venus kind of clearing up and getting situated. So anything that had been pulled in or called into question or, you know, um, slowed down while Venus was in retrograde is now going to start to perk up and move forward. And the same for Mercury. So Mercury is still very sleepy for the first half of the month. Difficulty making plans. Better to leave yourself unscheduled and leave room for my favorite Mercury retrograde manifestation, which is last minute magic, where things can pop up for you all of a sudden. And then the second half of September is spent with Mercury trying to get situated. So what we're noticing here is a trend that throughout the month, a lot of things are ramping up, getting more clarity, being able to see further ahead in certain arenas, while in other arenas, Jupiter is stepping us back and dialing it down. So the best advice here is notice which things are getting dialed back and don't try to fight those and make them happen because they're not, they're going backwards now and look for the things that are moving forward and put your power behind those. It will save you a lot of frustration. Okay. So next thing that I want to talk about is this beautiful stellium in Leo in your fourth house, we've got three star goddesses, Juno ruling partnerships, Venus ruling love, beauty, money, relationships, design, 
been, been in retrograde, been in Leo for a long time. Star goddess Lilith, all congregating here, bringing a lot of zest and vibrance still, bringing a lot of creative opportunities, bringing a lot of focus on romance and children and creation and leadership and things that you love and hobbies and fun. And this is all centered around your home and family. So you may have some really nice, zesty um, home focus and, you know, just a lot of soft but vibrant, um, gentle yet exciting um, creative expression. This Virgo energy, the sun is there, Mercury's there, star goddess Pallas Athena is there. It's bringing the counterbalance with this nice grounding discipline and focus. And of course, anything in earth signs make this beautiful trine, 120 degree angle, best in all of astrology for, um, for you. So you've got the sun giving you kisses with, you know, more insights and clarity about things. You've got Mercury bringing possibly good news and information or ideas. You've got Pallas Athena bringing bravery and strategy and all of this is under the realm of, you know, Virgo. So the type of topics that might come up or questions that you can ask are, do you need to streamline your efforts? What efforts can you take to work smarter instead of harder? Do you need more or less organization or persistence in your life? Some Tauruses, you know, maybe you just need a little bit of less, a little bit less. And this Virgo energy is in your interestingly, is in your house of Leo. So we just talked about all the stuff about Leo. That's in your fourth house. Now this Virgo energy is in your Leo house. So it's like bringing structure to your creativity, basically. You know, are you too rigid in some areas or not rigid enough? Are you too rigid in one area and you have to take some of that discipline off, give it a break and put it towards something else? A lot of times people, you know, will have the topic of discipline come up and say, well, I'm a very disciplined person. Okay, well, Maybe that's true, but are you disciplined in the areas that are screaming right now for some support? You know, like maybe you're disciplined with doing your work, but you're not disciplined with your diet. Maybe you're disciplined with your diet, but you, you know, procrastinate with work. So, you know, this is like a process of adding joy and delight and lightness to certain areas and adding more structure to other areas. This is a really great time to do things like, you know, deal with tedious work, detail-oriented work. This is also a really good time to infuse intuition and logic together in a nice way. The topic of serving others and helping others as your creative expression is also a nice combination for Taurus right now because with the creative zest of Leo being accentuated through the transits of those star goddesses plus Virgo planets moving through your fifth house of Leo is asking that question, you know, is the way that you're serving others or the world what you're truly excited about right now? And if not, how can you pivot to have more joy in the way that you show up? This can also point towards general health focus. You know, if you have to schedule appointments, as the month goes on, you're going to have a little bit more ease in scheduling appointments without having to cancel them or them being canceled and a little bit more clarity from, you know, things that you schedule. So like, let's say you're scheduling a blood test. Unless it's an emergency and it can't wait or your intuition tells you you have to do it right the second, you might have more clarity that comes as the month goes on from, you know, blood drawn when we're out more out of the mercury retrograde web. Things involving your intestines and your digestive health and your assimilation of nutrients, 
are all special topics that may come up, especially now. Okay, then we've got a lot of energy in Libra. And there's a lot of, we already talked, you know, we alluded to the fact that this October 14th solar new moon eclipse is in Libra. So we've got that going on. We've got Mars, the border collie of the Zodiac there. This part of fortune moves so quickly, we're not going to talk about that one. But Ceres, the star goddess of the harvest, is also in Libra. So there are multiple levels of energy of uniting with other people. You know, questions about romantic relationships, questions about cooperation or imbalances, you know, questions about counseling or for yourself or your coupleship, topics of win-win relationships and experiences, things about new contacts. You know, is it time to make new friends? Is it time to commit or recommit to a project with someone else? And this sixth house is the house of Virgo. So again, through the Virgo uh, transits, you've got a lot of Virgo energy, but then because of the Libra transits, it's lighting up your house of Virgo. So um, you know, you're getting double duty on a lot of these placements. And wherever Mars is, it can bring great obsessive focus. So maybe you're getting super obsessed with your health, you know, and this, this could be a really great thing. Your wellness, your stress management, things involving pets or animals, working with animals, things like that. Ceres is the goddess of the harvest. If you don't recognize this symbol, it's a sickle. If you don't know what a sickle is, you haven't spent much time in a farm, I guess, right? So sickles are cut grain and it's shaped kind of like a little question mark thing here. So it's a time for harvesting within your relationship space. It's a time of harvesting within your um, daily work, your office space. If you're self-employed, there's energy there. It's a time of harvest for your physical health. So all of that is going for you. And of course, this new moon eclipse is going to open lots of possibilities of new things in those arenas. We also have on September 14th, the new moon in Virgo at 21 degrees. So that's just another energy that's leading towards, you know, it's time to shuffle things up a little bit, time for a vibrant new routine, time for to knuckle down and get organized. And because that's in an earth sign, you'll especially be getting kisses from that being an earth sign as well. And all of you can get goodies from that, but especially those of you between 16. Okay, so it's September 14th, 21 degree Virgo, new moon. 16 to 26 degrees. So birthdays around May 6th through 16th and the closer to around May 11th, the more you get the kiss from that new moon. Then on September 29th, we've got a full moon in Aries. Now I'm giving you quite a few dates this month as I usually tend to. If you're a person that loves dates and wants to know more about the aspects more about the transits, how they may affect you, you want all that ahead of time, definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, sign up for my free VIP community and get my newsletters uh, because I always go into that in my last newsletter of each month. Um, but on September 29th, we've got this full moon in Aries at six degrees. And for Taurus, that lights up your 12th house. So that's your house of your unconscious mind, your connection to dream state and the other worlds. So you may have a really amazing dream. You may have a really amazing spiritual insights. You may connect with a loved one who's passed on or get some intuitive information that can be very helpful for you. You may have deep, profound 
psychological or spiritual healing from the energy around this full moon. Uh, so, you know, you can look out for that in the days towards the end of the month. If you have burning astrology questions and nobody to ask them to, and you're stuck in your independent learning because you don't have support, you will love my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. Go to beastropro.com, beastropro.com. It's very much geared towards helping people earn money as a professional astrologer, but all of the foundations of this course are just as readily used by people who just want to learn astrology for themselves, for their own self-development, and to help their family and friends, and to align better with the natural rhythms of the universe, which is the theme of my work. So you can go to beastropro.com. All these links are in the notes underneath the video or podcast. And check it out, because we've got this wonderful forum. Um, well, we, I, it's my course. <laughs> There's a wonderful forum. And, you know, I, I mean, we, everybody in the forum you know, is there. And it's just an amazing place where you can ask the questions and get them answered. One of the reasons I've been successful, I believe, is because I had someone to ask questions to. And I never was stuck on anything for too long without being able to move forward because I had a friend who was my teacher to ask. So if you want to have that same support with your studies, you will love it. And this course has been the same price for all of the eight years I've been teaching it, although it's started out at 12 modules. Now it's over a hundred modules. Um, and you do get free updates as well for any things I add. So it's very affordable. It's accessible. And I hope to see you there. If you want to see more of my free stuff, go to anniehelpsyou.com. See all the ways I can help you create alchemy in your life and definitely sign up for my free email newsletter. I now have astrology education emails. I always send information on how to make the most of the current transits and what's going on in the stars at the moment so that you can align with the natural rhythms. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.